Yes, Lord. You sung that song like you believe that. Amen. Do you believe that? Listen, when we was at our worst, he thought we were to die for. You need to meditate on that. You, the, the creator of all the universe, the creator that needed nobody, thought that you and I was worth dying for. When the devil tells you that you're nothing, you know how to tell the devil said he thought I was dying for, so I must be something to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you uh, to the praise team. Thank you, my brother, for singing uh, heart and soul. Heart and soul. Let us continue on in our series as we embark on trying to wrap this up. Amen. Looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and it reads as such in our hearing. It says, we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, his work of art. Tell somebody he's talking about me. <laughs> and he's talking about you. Hallelujah. He says, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used. What he's saying is this. He said, your, your, your inside is already ready. You just got to catch up with what God has already done. Hallelujah. That means that our minds need to be renewed to catch up with your spiritual transformation that if you are in Christ, it's already done. We now have to apply the word and apply faith to step into who we really are. Hallelujah. You know what? I choose to believe God. Say that with me. I choose to believe God and what he says about me. Now give God some praise. Let me finish up. Say for good works. You can sit down. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, I've been made for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand. Listen, it's already prepared. Your victory already won. We are not walking towards victory. We're walking from victory because Christ already won the victory for us. Bottom line, this is a faith walk. This is a faith walk. Whose voice are we listening to? Whose report do we believe? Are, are we going to allow the world to dictate what we believe, what we think, who we are? Are we going to allow Satan to, to talk, condemn us and damn us? Knowing that he hates us more than what we could ever understand? Are, are, are we going to listen to our 
Father who loves us more than we love ourselves. It says, it says, let me finish up. It says, so that we may walk in them what the blessings and in, in the works and that which God has for us, living the good life which he has already prearranged and made ready for us. As he prearranged it, then regardless how bad it looks now, God's not finished yet. Do I have anybody in the house that can testify it looks like you were going down for the third time? But God stepped in. Is there anybody in the house or outside of the house that had a but God experience? And there's no other explanation other than but God stepped in and brought you out. Father, even now. Lord, even now, pour out of your spirit. Allow me to just simply be an instrument of, of your glory. Let me to simply point to Jesus. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody will ask, since it's already done, then the why is the battle so hard? <laughs> well, why, why is all this mess going on? Can, can, I, can, I, can I share with you that, that the more God has for you to be used by him, the more the devil's going to try to impede you. We are standing between two kingdoms, the, the kingdom of light, which is Jesus, and the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan. And, and though he can't steal your salvation back, he's trying to impede you and I from becoming what God has called us to be. My battle and your battle is a faith battle. It's a battle of whose voice are we listening to? Whose voice are we repeating? Whose voice are we meditating on? Well, there, there's the world's voice. There's, there's, there's the voices of our past experiences of our past, there's the devil's voice, then there's God's voice. Matter of fact, the whole mess we in started with Adam and Eve listening to the wrong voice. Who told you you were naked? <laughs> Did you eat of the tree I told you not to? Did you, did you listen to a voice that told you that lied on me and lied to you? My question today is, do you see? Do you see? In order to, to push forward, in order to stay on track, you have to see something. 
<laughs> I'm not talking about with your natural eye. I'm talking about in your spiritual eye. Because the moment you take your eyes off of what Christ is trying to show you about you, you're going to begin to go off track. Oh, listen what I'm talking. Saved, but off track. Saved, but not heading nowhere. Saved and still listening to the wrong voices because you see the wrong picture. My, my brother and sister, it's critical that we not only see Jesus as the way, but he's the truth. And today, with this new generation, and, and it has came into the church, we think that everybody has their own truth. But the truth of the matter is there's only one truth, and Jesus is that truth. And the way that we nowadays have to explain it is, is, is to love people with the love that only comes from God. My, my brothers and sisters, you are in a battle whether you know it or not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, can, I, can I go a little bit deep in this? If you are pushing and you see your vision, you know you're in a battle because Satan is trying to stop you. But if everything is going okay, And you ain't facing nothing in no area. I, I, I think you need to take a test. Because if Satan isn't bothering you, there must be a reason why he's not bothering you. Because if, if you're not bothering him, he's not bothering you. And as Christians being on the Lord's side, your life ought to bother him. The way we live, the way we love, the way we live, our testimony ought to bother him. Matter of fact, your light ought to bother him. Hallelujah. And, and, and the more your light shines, the more he gets irritated with you and the more he's going to try to dim your light. But I say today, turn up the light. Turn it up as high as it can go because that is what we are here for. That's our purpose. That's our calling. Listen to Proverbs 28, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people cast off all restraint. What that's saying, unless you have a redemptive vision, unless you see, unless you have a vision of God calling you forward, you don't have no restraint. Say anything, do anything, think anything, unless you have set your eyes on something before you. I think one of the things that we need to ask is, Lord, give me a vision. Give me a vision of me in you. Give me a vision of what you have called me to be. 
You didn't just save me, but you got a calling on me. And you got a purpose for me. And, and Lord, help me to see how I supposed to be, watch this, living out my life. Not church, my life. Show me how I supposed to be walking with you throughout my entire life. When you are walking with Jesus, it affects everything in your life. It affects how you, how you are a husband, how you are a wife, how you are a mother, how you are a father, how you are a friend, how you are a co-worker. It affects, oh, you can't tell me that you can act any old way out there and come here and give God the highest praise. He, he, he came to take over. He came that, that, that the light of the reality of Christ shines so brightly in you and I that we're kind of like that man that had all sorts of demons in him. Talked about it last week. I'm not going to go there much, but, but you know what affects me? How this one man had not been schooled, but been, watch this, more than healed, he was made whole. What's the difference? Healing is the sickness is gone, or the demon is gone, but made whole means he wasn't traumatized by his past anymore. Did you know that the Lord Jesus Christ has come to heal you of all your hurts? Did you know that he wants to take those scars that you keep holding on to and he wants to take it and so transform you that even the people that hurt you will want what you got. Ain't nothing more powerful than being set free from the pains of your past that even the folks who still stuck in the past want what you got. This is radical. This is transformational. This is changing from caterpillar to butterfly. This is changing from chicken to eagle. This is taking your wings and flying. Watch this, in, in, in spite of your circumstances. Here Paul is in prison but soaring. We either are walking in the power of the Lord or are we playing church. We either are experiencing, and what's it? it? It takes, it takes a humbling of oneself to experience the power of God. Because, what's it? If you got it, if you all that, if you are popping a bag of chip, then you don't need his power. If you believe in what everybody's saying about you, because you 
cute and all that. Then you don't need his power. I, 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 I dare you to ask God to show you you. Or why are you looking at everybody else? I dare you. Lord, show me how you see me. And once God starts showing you how he sees us, it makes you cry. <laughs> it it makes you. But it makes you begin to say, Lord, cleanse me. Lord, heal me. Lord, Lord, while I'm judging everybody else, it's me, Lord. It's me, Lord. And then. When God shows you you, it, it, it becomes humbling. That all of a sudden, you're not so hard on everybody else. When God shows you you, you recognize you all made up on the outside. But messed up on the inside. Transformation starts when we are so looking at the Lord. Not, not looking to the right, not looking to the left, but, but so looking at the Lord that a reflection of his glory shows us us and we recognize he's the standard. He's the mark. Talking to a young lady said, oh, you have to be a disciple, then you have to do this, and you got to do this, you got to do this, I got to do this. I said, oh, so you're telling me your salvation is based on your works. They said, yeah. They said, James says, you know, uh, faith without works. I said, but, but wait a minute. He's talking about that, that, that the works come from first you're saved by faith. I said, so you're telling me you can lose your salvation because you're not, you're not adding up enough. Yeah. You know, that's pride. We really don't know how prideful we are until we see ourselves in the light of God. It's when, it's when you recognize you bring nothing to the table. You know what made this, this man that was demon-possessed so powerful? was his dependency because he remembered where he came from. Paul, Paul, Paul always talked about that he's the least, that, that, and he remembered that he, he persecuted the church. He remembered that Christians were thrown in jail. He, he remembered. You know, sometimes God has to remind us of our works. Listen, not to condemn us, but to empower us. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me, let me explain. Here Aaron is, and, and Aaron and the, Moses is taking too long. 
So, so, so Aaron said, bring me all your gold. And then, then he fashioned a bull, and they, they are worshiping, and, and they, are, they rise up to play. And that means everything you can think of, they was playing. <laughs> yeah. When Moses come down and asked Aaron, he said, he said, they threw the gold in, and voila, this popped out. <laughs> Isn't it funny <laughs> how we make the, the story better? <laughs> what it is. <laughs> he didn't say he did it. He said, it just, what <laughs> But you know what? God said, I'm going to make you high priest and going for the sins of the people. I'm going to make you the representative to intercede for them. And don't you think he remembered every time he came in? And watch this. So he recognized that his position was a position of privilege, of mercy, and of grace. You know, I think the church as a whole in the world needs, especially in America needs, we need to recognize we're saved by his mercy. We're saved by his grace. We're saved by his love. And, and then, and then, and then, and then we wouldn't have a hard time worshiping him. You know, you know, you know, how can I say this? When God has brought you out of death situation, you begin to praise him differently. Uh, shut your mouth, Tracy. Shut your mouth. When God, when there was nobody else to save you, and God comes in, and you know it's a but God experience, you don't care what nobody thinks when you lift up both hands. You don't care when, when, when you start thinking about the goodness of the Lord. You ain't trying to be cute no more. You know, you know I, I can't wait till we get to the place. You don't care if your shirt hanging out because you done prayed so much. You don't care if you broke the heel on your six-inch shoe and you got to... Why? Because you recognize that God is worthy. Not, not praising him because, because you in trouble. Praising him for who he is. We need to remember from where we came from. He came to give us life. Because before life, we had death. And watch this. And watch, watch this. We still stand between life and death. We still stand between light and the, the light for the Christian is available. But according to what we listen to, what we believe, your deliverance, my deliverance is that I come to the reality that he is who he says he is. And that I can trust him with my life and everything in my life, even the stories I don't want to tell. 
us has been scarred and cut in life. And, 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 and many times we have a we have a we have a padlock. And the reason why we can't go any farther, because we stuck. A shame. You know, you know what made this man? He he would tell the town every new and say, I had I had thousands of demons in me. But I met Jesus. And ever since that day, listen, 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 listen. He said, you want to see the scars? Yeah. One of the most powerful things that happens that I, I realized that God used everything in my past. Mm-hmm. Told y'all, I, I counseled. People come from all over to do counsel with me. Some of them are street, just totally street. Just, just you know, and, and they come to me. They see no fear in my eyes. I was street. You crazy? I was crazy. I'm probably still crazy. But when they tell me their stories, I show them my scars. That gives me street credibility. Matter of fact, when you're real, real, real street, you already know. Some guy reached into, he tell me, he said, he said, man, I was, I said, yeah, man, I was. He said, I know, yeah, I know. Well, he can tell. But you know what? He, me and him like this. You know why? I understand him. I don't hide where I've been from people who need to know. I'm not ashamed because I'm not that no more. I show my wounds, I show my scars because it lets them know if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. You know what? If you're not willing to share it, you're not healed from it. Why? Because, because in the transformation, the, 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 the story, your testimony is what God did. How he delivered you. How he brought you out. How that which used to have a hold of you don't hold you no more. You got to be able to walk with folks in their hurt. When the church quit judging and start loving, the power will come. Paul, you know, when when he looks at, when I look at Paul, I wonder what makes this man the way he is. In, In 2 Corinthians, Chapter 11, he begins to say, I was shipwrecked. He said, in the sea all night long, I think shipwrecked three times. He said, he he five times I got the 39 lashes. They, they wouldn't give you 40, but they would give you 39 with rods, metal rods and stuff like that. He talks about, and I said, in prison, hungry, being persecuted by my people. I said, Paul, what makes, what's your 
motivation. Because, because we need motivation. What is it that made Paul, in, in the worst of circumstances, still push through? Still hold on. What, what was it? Because, 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 because I think we need a shot of it. I, I, I think we need a booster shot. I'm not talking about COVID shot. I'm talking about spiritual booster shot where, where our, our, our spiritual mojo gets stirred up. You know, because the first time of suffering, the first time of hurt, we ready to quit. But, but my, my thing is, if you really see him, I'm talking about Jesus. When you really see the one who died for you, the one who suffered for you, the one who got up for you, the one that saved you, and you see his love, you get the can't help it. Let's, let's give out some booster shots that, that you get a glimpse of him. Paul, 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 Paul in Philippians chapter 3 is probably his most intimate epistle. It's probably his most intimate chapter where he bears his heart, where he talks about, I was a Hebrew Hebrew. I, I was a Pharisee. I, I, I did all those that was before me. He says, for the law, on an outward level, I was, I was sinless. He said, I was, I was above everybody else. But that day that I saw Christ. In case you don't remember, I was on the road to Damascus to persecute more Christians and this light that shine brighter than the sun knocked me off my donkey and said, Saul, 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 why do you persecute me? He said, who are you? He said, my name is Jesus. The sun was so bright it blinded him on the outside, but he gained sight on the inside. He said, from that day, when I looked at anything compared to the excellency of Jesus, it was nothing. Some of us, our love for other things rival our love for Jesus. How can you tell? Colossians chapter 3 says, this, he, said, he says, take off the old man and put on the new. And he said, Enfold yourself with love. Hold on, 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 hold on. If it's not in love, sound like love, act like love, then we have put something before him. If you're close with Jesus, you're close with his love. God is not so much judging what we do. He's judging the motive for why we do. Because the heart of the matter is our heart. 
And if he don't got a hold of our heart, he really don't have us. I don't care how religious you think you are. My brothers and sisters, Paul said, when I see him, everything else is done. Everything else is refuge. He said, my, my goal now is to know him more. To know the excellency of his person. To die with him. He goes on to say in, in Philippians chapter 3, he says, he says, Therefore, I'm letting go of the things of my past. I'm letting go of my achievement. I'm letting go of everything I thought I had. He said, and there's one thing I do above everything else. I press. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, hold on, hold on. I, I, I see where he's calling me. So I'm leaving where I am. Because I have not arrived. I have not attained. Paul, what do you see? I see me in Christ or what he has called me to be. And I am trying to walk worthy. I'm not there yet. I, I'm still surrendering. I'm still pressing. I'm still learning. I'm still praying. I'm still chasing Lord. But wait a minute, Paul. You're the apostle. You wrote most. He said, doesn't matter. There's a me ahead of me, but I can only see it when I look at Jesus. I can only hear it when I look at Jesus. So what do you do? Every day of my life. No matter if it's a bad day or a good day. No matter if people are with me or against me. Doesn't matter whether I, I got lack or I got a lot. I have made up regardless how I feel. Regardless how I feel. Whether my feelings want to or not, he said, I press. I press. I stay focused. I'm intentional. I got my mind made up. I set my eyes on Jesus, and I see me chasing me, so I get about the task of chasing him. Is there anybody in the house chasing my Jesus? Is there anybody in the house got a made-up mind? Listen, come hell and high water, press towards the high mark in Christ Jesus. Get up. Quit being satisfied. God's not through using you, teaching you, showing you, molding you, shaping you. Let his light shine. Let his light shine. Hold on, hold on. He thought we was worth it. 
So how in the world can we not know he's worth it? There's only one in the world. Don't you and me was worth becoming one of us. Taking the wrath of his own holiness. Dying for us and paying the price of damnation for us. Because damnation is the separate of God's mercy from us. And for three hours on the cross, God separated from God. Because he who knew no sin became sin for you and I. So that the holiness of God can say not guilty. Oh, did you hear that? When God looks at you and the devil throw accusation at you, Jesus says, not guilty. And the devil says, how can they be not guilty? They was dancing with me. They're not guilty because I paid for their sins. He thought we was worth it. And got up, and got up, and got up. And when he got up, we got up with all power in his hand. Hold on, hold on. Then I'm done. His hand right now, if you're in Christ, is extended towards you in your life and whatever you're going through. He just wants us to trust him. The same power that raised up Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 is the same power that is extended towards you and me. Know what I realize? Our weakness is our strength. Because in our weakness, it makes us call on him. It makes us depend on him. It makes us lean on him. It makes us rest in him. Oh, you don't know peace. You don't know rest till you give it to him. You don't, you don't really know. You, you, don't, you, really, you really don't know the peace of God till you give it to him. You really don't know the freedom, the deliverance, the joy, the peace, the satisfaction of your soul till you give it to Jesus and let him have it. You don't even know it's real till you give it to him. Matter of fact, you, you, can't, you can't see until you open your eyes in him. Lord, it's you. Lord, it's you. At home, if 
you don't know him, you need to let him in. Your life really doesn't begin until you let Jesus in. You really don't know what life is all about till you let him in. There's a number, 513-400-5131. If you call that number, someone will minister to you. But it's simply saying, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins and come into my life. You don't have to be at your, I, I, I came back to him on the side of my bed. He said, choose. And he's telling you, choose. Choose him. And you'll never be the same. And run with him every day of your life. If you fall down, get back up. Because <laughs> he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. In the house, there's ministers here that will be outside. If you need them to pray with you and to talk with you, they will do that. Because God wants more of you so he can release more himself in you. It's a releasing of him if you give way to him. Father, even now,